could be the one, two, or three seed in the NFC. And with a loss, the Vikings would be the number six. Jones, look at that balance. Aaron Jones, see him. I hope you guys uh, were on the pack as heavy as we were last week. Adam, hell of a call there if you're lock of the week. Man, I, it was free money from Vegas when they put that line of five and a half out there. What were they thinking? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm glad we jumped on. Oh, yeah. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys podcast. I'm here, as always, with Robbie and Adam, and we are breaking down week 17 for you. But first, we want to gloat a little bit about what we've been doing here over the last uh, five weeks. Uh, we've been on what you would call a heater. Um, collectively, uh, the three of us, our record is 128-94-12 against the spread over the last five weeks. So, gentlemen, kudos to you. Well done. And, and that's that's the three of us across the board. That's not really any one person carrying us. We've just been we've been on it as a group. So, nice job. We're, we're really getting a feel forward here. Yeah, nice little five five week streak streak there. Yeah, Feels yeah. Good. absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's do the news and notes here. All right, uh, well, that's the news. Um, really, uh, all that's out there this week is uh, we got some playoff scenarios for you. So. Um, the uh, buy in the AFC, the second uh, first-round buy in the AFC, is still up for grabs between the Patriots and Chiefs, so uh, a lot to play for there. And um, in the AFC stick there, uh, the Steelers, Titans, and Raiders are still battling for that final playoff spot. Uh, the Raiders have a more convoluted uh, path to get in. They need some help. Um, primarily, they need the Titans and the Steelers to both lose. Uh, Steelers have the inside track if they win they're in and the Titans are in if the Steelers lose and the Titans beat the Texans on the NFC side uh, it's a huge matchup in the NFC West with the Seahawks and the 49ers Uh, the winner will have the uh, two seed in the playoffs and uh, will have a first round bye and the uh, loser will uh, be faced with the uh, the five seed and will play uh, a road game in week one of the playoffs so uh, tough, tough there. Uh, the Packers uh, are still going for uh, that uh, second uh, seed spot uh, with the Saints. So the winner, if the Packers win, they're in. If the Packers lose and the Saints win, then the Saints will have the number two spot in a first round bye. So still some uh, spots up for grabs here, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll kind of break that down a little bit more as we get into each game. But um, with that, why don't we take a look at last week's locks, guys? So, um, not too bad. One, one, and one between the three of us. Uh, I pushed on Texans minus three. So, Robbie, I don't even know if you have a sound for that. So I, I don't even know what to do. That hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, Adam, Packers plus five. So, well done. That yeah. made us all a ton of money, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's five straight lockets. Absolutely. And four straight on Monday night. Too bad there's no more Monday night games. This Oh, well, oh, no, no more. That Joe Tessitore look. Yeah, well, Joe Tessitore will be back for that wild card round, so don't you worry about that. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then Robbie, uh, tough luck with that Bucks so Texans game. Over 50 and a half. That was 34 points at halftime. <laughs> I, I don't know how it didn't. And there are turno- so many turnovers in that first half, too. The Texans just decided game. to do nothing with, like, five first half turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> 
unbelievable. Um, that was such a weird game. Robbie, you and I watched that together, and we were just stunned okay. <laughs> for the entirety of it. But uh, we'll take one, one, and one, though, so that's that's not too bad. Um, all right, guys, uh, quickly here, we're going to get into the uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you Oh, man. Uh, God, can we just talk real quick about how great Tupac is? My goodness. <laughs> he goat. needs some respect. He needs some respect. Uh, Kenyon Drake, though, guys. That is our uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week for Week 16. Um, you know, Cardinals didn't have much to play for, and uh, Seahawks, you know, tough divisional opponent, a very good team they went up against. Kenyon Drake balled out for 166 yards. Uh, just had an absolute monster of a day. Uh, definitely a league winner. For a lot of people out there. Um, He had, what, four touchdowns? Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Just absolute killer out there. Um, So if you had Kenyon Drake, you probably made a lot of money uh, in your fantasy league. So uh, kudos out there. But, um, yeah, Um, didn't really see it coming, though. So that's why he is our Can't See Me Player of the Week. Uh, With that, um, Robbie, we have a word from our sponsors. Yeah, while we're in the midst of hunting season be sure to check out golden shell land this is still the same friendly place to go hunting all sorts of games since it opened back in 1945 even now you can use their new treetop post to shoot down from but if you want a more traditional experience you could always fire down below around their fire lake if weather is a factor you don't want to deal with fire inside their dome so you don't need to shoot against the wind if you never have hunted before, Golden Shell Land gives you the perfect opportunity to turn the page with their helpful staff that will get you understanding the basics in no time. Located outside of the limits of Nutbush City down on Main Street, roll yourself away to Golden Shell Land and take a chance on scoring big this w- winter. Oh boy, Golden Shell Land. Thank you for that. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean I'm... I'm thinking about going down there soon. I, I hope you'll accompany me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is hunting season, so get on down to Golden Shell Land. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, week 17 preview. Uh, just a primer here, guys. So week 17, very weird week. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of teams not really playing for anything and sitting a ton of starters. So, uh with that said, a lot of these games we're going to advise that you stay away from because it's just going to be extremely unpredictable between two teams with nothing to play for with a bunch of backups in there. We really don't know what it's going to look like. So we'll throw some picks at you. We'll, we'll give you what we can on the game. But we, you know, those sort of games we highly recommend you guys try to stay away from. Yeah, it's always week 17. You always kind of weird. It's always the toughest one to predict really. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why fantasy playoffs end in week six, 16. Um, definitely really fluky week. It's hard to predict a lot of the, you know, what, what teams are going to put out there. Even teams that, you know, are going against teams that have something to play for like the Texans, the Bills, Vikings. It's hard, hard to tell what they're actually going to put out there. Absolutely. Divisional games make it tough too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good point. All right, so um, guys, first up here, we have the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions. Uh, This is a home gate for the Lions, and the Packers are 12.5-point favorites here. 
uh, on the road. So Packers, as I touched on earlier, are still playing for that first round bye in the two seed. Um, they are going up against the Saints for that. So what we're seeing here is um, really one team with something to play for, and then the Lions, who are just limping to the finish line with uh, David Blau at quarterback. So with that, guys, um, I'll turn it over to you, Robbie. You start us off. What are you thinking for this game? For this game, uh, I was originally on the Lions side because that's a lot of points to cover. But, you know, just now, just a couple seconds ago, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to switch to the Packers. This is a important game for the Packers to be able to win it here. They've got a first-round bye on the line. If they don't win this game, um, it could be bad news for them. Uh, Lions, again, like you are saying, they've just been limping their way here. Uh, I think the Packers are going to come out hot against this Lions team. And I think they're going to be able to try to secure that first round by. I mean, yeah, this is this is one that's sort of hard to predict. I, I think the Lions maybe backdoor cover here. I know they got carry on Johnson back last week. You might see a little bit more out of him. Um, Twelve and a half for a home team in a division. I, I just think that's a lot. Um, give me the Lions, but yeah, I'm not going to be betting this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Packers here. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on it. Uh, as Robbie said, that, that's a lot of points to cover on the road. But, you know, they, they do have a lot to play for, and they they dominated the uh, Minnesota Vikings last week on the road. You know, very, very uh, encouraging performance out of that team. Um, you know, if you take away those three first-half turnovers they had, um, <laughs> I mean, I wonder what that score could have been because – they just they absolutely took it to the Vikings. They seem to have found their groove. If they can bring that sort of energy, um, you know, to Detroit, they're gonna walk out of that uh, with a big win and that uh, that first round bye locked up. So I think they'll be motivated. And I like the Packers here to cover the twelve and a half. All right, guys. Game two here. We've got the uh, New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are a one point favorite. And the over-under in this one is 36.5. So the story here, guys, is Bills are looking to rest uh, most of their starters as they are locked into that five seed. So nothing really to play for for them. They just want to get to the playoffs healthy. Uh, the Jets, um, still kind of to be determined what that roster is going to look like. Um, you know, we're still expecting Darnold to play. Um, but, you know, it's, it's again, this is kind of an unpredictable one, what, what they're throwing out here. I'm going to say Jets just because I think the Bills, you know, you're just not going to see any of the regulars out there. Um, but this is a game I, I don't really feel confident for. I don't know what to expect in this one. Um, so I recommend stay off it. Yeah, I don't feel great about this one either. But I'm kind of seeing, well, the Bills, if they're going to be throwing out Matt Barkley, uh, Frank Gore, and having uh, Robert Foster as their number one, I think they might have a little tough time. Uh, I've kind of seen the Jets making a fight behind Adam Gase on this one. Um, there's been a lot of, at least a lot of the Jets fan base has not liked Adam Gase so far. So his, I know this is his first year on the job, but I think he needs to make a statement game here and get the win here. So I'm going to go on the Jets side. Yeah, I agree with you uh, for a lot of the same points. Uh, wouldn't recommend betting on this game, but, no. um, you know. I'm taking the Jets. All right, guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like that we're all on the Jets, um, and I like that none of us are <laughs> feeling strong enough to bet on it. Uh, you know, the Jets, 
it's not like they had anything to play for last week, and uh, they, you know they they gave a strong performance against a, uh, a Steelers team that was fighting for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I I think we'll kind of see something similar there. But um, all right, game three, we've got the uh, Miami Dolphins heading to New England to take on the Patriots. Um, the Patriots again are fighting for that uh, number two seed in the AFC with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. If the Patriots win, they've got it. Uh, the line in this one is minus 15, and the over-under is 45. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? Um, I know the pa- Patriots have a lot to play for here. 15 is a hell of a lot of points for a uh, interdivision team, but, I mean, they're at home. Dolphins have been, you know, showing some fight of late, but I, I just think Patriots, they know what's on the line. They they, they really need a first-round buy. Uh, they, they really... I mean, they had a good win last week, but they haven't been looking necessarily great on offense. Um, but I, I don't think they'll struggle against this Dolphins defense that, you know, let the Bengals put up plus 30. Uh, give me the Patriots. I'm with you right there. I I feel pretty good about the Patriots here. Um, I th- think they, they do have be, they have something on the line, and they're at home. I think that's a good recipe. Personally, I think I prefer – um, first half minus seven for the Patriots here because I just imagine they want to come out firing, try to rack up a big lead as early as possible so they could just start resting their starters and not risk any injury. Yeah, guys, I, I disagree with you here. I just have a hunch that um, the Dolphins are going to be able to cover the 15 here. And, uh, you know, I, I've been I've been lucky with these so far this year. This one feels like the uh, the backdoor cover of the week. Um, the Dolphins, I just expect you know Brian Flores to have that team fired up. They've been showing uh, some really strong efforts on film here for the last several weeks. Um, you know they they've got that team dialed in. Uh, you know they go out there, they care. It's a lot of guys that are uh, fighting for contracts and, and just trying to make a name for themselves on film. Uh, I think the Patriots will win this game. Um, I think they'll get up handily, and I think uh, late in the game you'll see them try to uh, take some starters out as they have this one locked up, and I think that's when you'll see the Dolphins uh, uh, get probably get in the end zone here uh, when it doesn't matter to uh, cover the spread. So I'm going to go Dolphins. You know, Dolphins, uh, they played them well last time they played uh, in Miami. Dolphins got a whole zero points. Mm-hmm. And uh, let the Pats get 43 up on them. Yep. Yeah, interesting note about this game, too. Last time the Patriots actually played on uh, Wild Card Weekend was 2009. So, um, you know, if they win, they're going to get the bye. Um, so they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to happen. All right. Uh, guys, next game up here, it is the Chicago Bears heading to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota uh, – take on the Vikings. Um the uh, spread in this one is Vikings minus one and a half. The over under is thirty six and a half. Uh, so as it stands right now, the Vikings are locked into the sixth seed. Uh, they have nothing to play for, and it is going to be a lot of bench players uh, on the field for the Vikings um, and the Bears. Uh, well, they just haven't shown much of anything on the offensive side of the ball. So somehow they're still uh, dogs in this game. Over under 36 and a half, though. Very interesting. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts here? I'm a little bit confused. Did the Vikings have anything to play for last week? Yeah, they had a whole lot to play okay. for. Okay. I, I couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Bears, um, you know, out right here. I, It's stunning. Like, it's stunning to me to hear the news that the Vikings are going to rest their starters. 
I don't know how you can possibly take a playoff team and have that be the last film they put out before a playoff game on the road. Um, they looked like trash. I don't care if people get uh, worried about injuries. You cannot go into a playoff game with you know playing like that as your last game in a meaningful game. Um, you know, if it was me, I'd definitely have the starters out there against the Bears. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen, and I think the Bears uh, are going to win here in, in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm just thinking that the Bears have had the Vikings number for the last couple years, and um, I I don't feel great about this at all. I'm going to side with the Bears. Uh, they, I mean, the Bears look pretty bad on Sunday night too. So mm-hmm. uh, these are two teams that uh, I don't I don't really want to think about. Really, they they're just both not in great spots right now. Uh, I think Bears have a little more meaning into this one to try to pull off the victory here. So I'm leaning them. Yeah, I, I think the Bears will be the more motivated team of the two as well, Robbie. Um, I, I lean Bears here. I, I'll stay away from this game just because, again, I don't know what to expect. But I kind of have a feeling that, um, you know, with the backups in there for Minnesota on defense, I think Trubisky's going to have time to throw and he'll be able to make some plays with his legs and, and uh, you know, kind of at least move the ball semi-effectively for the Bears in this one. Don't expect a lot of points. Uh, Bears defense will play motivated. I, I think they'll be able to keep – the Vikings to, you know, under 17. So uh, I actually, I really like the uh, under in this one. I think it'll probably hit, but. Uh, Even at 36 and a yeah, half? Yeah, wow. I think so. Um, with that, though, uh, I'll, I'll stay off this game entirely, but I will take the Bears to uh, cover that one and a half. Fair enough. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, San Diego Chargers uh, that have moved to L.A., and I screwed that up. Uh, they <laughs> we always taking, do. <laughs> they They're still in San the Diego. City Chiefs, and Should the Chiefs be. are eight-point favorites at home, uh, and the over-under in this one is 46-and-a-half. So, guys, uh, I'm on the Chiefs here. Um, the the, <laughs> the Chargers have shown absolutely nothing since that game in Jacksonville when they when they torch the Jags, um, this is my lock of the week. Uh, they're, the Chiefs are going to cover the eight, and I don't expect it to be close. It's a lock! No! Chiefs still have a lot to play for. They're in that noon time slot with the Patriots, so, um, you know, they're going to come out. They're going to be uh, they're gonna be motivated to put up some points here, hoping uh, to sneak into that uh, first-round bye. And the Chargers are lifeless at this point. Phillip Rivers is on life support. Um you know, he can hardly move the ball uh, through the air anymore. Um, you know, he's crumbling under the first sign of pressure. This uh, Chiefs defense, too, has been surprisingly good against the pass. Um, mm. So if the Chargers uh, get down early in any way and are forced to throw the ball, it's going to get ugly. Phillip Rivers is going to get sacked. And, um, you know, I just think eight points here is uh, is something that they should be able to take care of at home. Yeah, like you said, this Chiefs defense – Actually, lately they've been sneaky, kind of good, and they've they've been pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Chiefs all the way in this one. Chargers just, I don't know what they're doing. I I think Philip Rivers needs to be done after this season. I I think he should just work on taking care of the kids. Um, and the Chiefs, they again, they've got they've got huge motivation because if somehow the Dolphins could. Uh, upset the Patriots you know they could sneak away with a first round bye how many full-time jobs is it to take care of Philip Rivers kids because I was gonna say well that's a full-time job taking care of but I feel like that might be like four nannies worth of kids at that point well how, well, how, how many 
you'd say four kids per nanny. I, I don't know how many kids he I has. I had to say at least, at least nine. Yeah, it's like at least nine. <laughs> at least I, nine I thought registered. it was over twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Some unofficial ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know <laughs> about the bastard not, children. But. But. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be Philip Rivers' last start? God, it's funny. I don't feel like that narrative's out there no. yet, but like it might be. Yeah, I mean, that's the only hesitation I have taken. I, I, Chiefs minus eight sounds good to me, but. I mean, if this is really Phillips' last start, and he's probably the only one that knows that, I could I could see some magic happening. Um, you know, they they won last year in Arrowhead in a game that really mattered. Um, he got the talent. I I don't know. I, I I'm definitely taking the Chiefs here, but I I could see old Philip uh, busting one out if this is going to be his last, truly his last start. I I kind of get the feeling that Philip isn't ready to hang it up, <laughs> and like are. he is just royalty in that building, though. So they're just gonna they're gonna let him do what he wants. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see probably one more year of Rivers, but um, he probably shouldn't though. Yeah. Oh, he should hang it up. Like it's it's getting ugly at this point. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, next game up here, we've got the Cleveland Browns taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty three and a half. I'm speeding through this because it does not matter. Uh, the Battle of Ohio is completely worth this this year. These teams have nothing to play for. Uh, I'm taking the Browns. I don't feel good about it. Um, there's going to be no one at this game. Stay away from it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure on if this is Philip Rivers' last start, but I can guarantee you this is the last game Freddie Kitchen's going to be a head coach of. Oof, he, oof. He's gone. There's there's no way that clown is going to be um, hired as a head coach in this league anymore uh terrible season from him he clearly proved that he's not the the candidate going forward and you know i, I don't care about this game i think i might be hunting with duck hodges here in like three <laughs> weeks <laughs> i could totally see that it might be like the duck dynasty reboot is like duck hodges and, and freddie kitchens just like sitting in a tree stand with like the bird call going <laughs> <laughs> Well, no oh, good yeah. place they could go to uh, if they do go nope. hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, give me the Browns in a game that doesn't matter. I'm actually feeling pr- pretty good about the Bengals here, uh, unlike you guys. Uh, I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like ever since the Bengals started to lock up that number one overall uh, draft pick, uh, that they've been playing better. And at home, I kind of like them to win this. They play the Dolphins pretty tough. That was that was somehow a very exciting game. <laughs> I don't know how that was, but that was Bengals. that was the one I was looking at on Sunday afternoon. That was that, a monster that, comeback that was a, for the Bengals. Down sixteen oh, with yeah. like under a minute left. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, that was so much fun, <laughs> and I think the Bengals could do it. I think they could even pull out the victory. It but would two and a half, you know. Me. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll I'll go on the Bengals here. All right. Okay, uh, next up, guys, we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are 13-point dogs at home, and the over-under is 47.5. Guys, the Saints are, again, playing for that two-seed in that first-round bye uh, as they're uh, facing off with the Packers in that one. So they need some help. They need the Packers to lose. Um, but Saints still have a lot to play for. I'm taking the Saints here. Um I know that they have had a little bit of trouble with the uh, Panthers of late, um, but I just I have to think. I mean, this Panthers team has just been dead in the water yeah. here for the last really eight weeks. I mean, 
Um, they've just been getting shellacked at home, on the road. It doesn't really matter. It seems like the only um, guy that matters out there is McCaffrey. Is he needs a miracle to get that uh, uh, yards from scrimmage record that he's going for. I think he needs like 220 or something to get it. But um, I'm going Saints here. I know it's a lot of uh, points, but um, you know, the Panthers have just been getting whooped lately. So Yeah, I'm not sure DJ Moore is going to be playing this week um, with the concussion. I mean, besides him and Samuel, I, I, they don't got a lot of options. Yeah, they got Jairus right. That's it. Yeah, I think the Saints win here easily. Um, you know, they're just the better team. They got something to play for, and Panthers have looked terrible uh, last couple weeks. So, yeah, give me, the, give me the Saints minus 13. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh Panthers, they got a whooping on them against the Colts last week. I think the Saints are going to put a whooping on them this week. Uh, I saw something kind of funny, actually. So if the Packers, uh, Saints, and the Niners win, then the Saints are going to be the second team this decade to be a third seed at 13-3. and The other one was uh, the 2011 New Orleans Saints, who were the third seed behind the Packers and the Niners. So that's a very fun fact. Okay. But, yeah, Saints all the way here. All righty. Next game up, guys, we're staying in the NFC South. It is the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa Bay to fight on the uh, Buccaneers here. And uh, the Bucks are one-and-a-half-point favorites here, and the over-under is 47. So, again, guys, not a lot uh, to play for here. I'm going to go with the Bucks, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm going to go with the Falcons uh, they've been playing better under Dan Quinn uh, for the last six weeks. We've been uh, kind of changing the narrative on our podcast, really, of how we've been thinking about them. They've been pretty good against the spread, uh, really, since their bye week. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to ride that train here. I like their uh, getting plus money. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you can always count on a few turnovers from Jameis to help your side there. So I'll go Falcons uh, plus one and a half here. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, they have the better playmakers this game. Maybe if the Buccaneers were healthy, uh, I'd probably take the Bucks. But, you know, they're real panged up. Um, that Falcon secondary is having a revivance, uh, revivance, <laughs> revival. Um, and, you know, Jameis is good for two or three picks. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me the Falcons here. I think Julio has a big game. Well, it's not been working out for me this year, but I don't know. These these Week 17 games, I think they're going to be a lot of toss-ups. I was leaning Buccaneers. I think I'm going to flop over the Falcons with you guys. Oh, yeah. The one thing I do like about this game, this is the only over... Well, actually, I've got two over-unders I like this week. This is one of the over-unders I do like. I think both sides could put up points here. I These are two teams that got nothing to lose, so they're going to be trying to slinging all day i like over 47 i'm Whoa. surprised it's been dropping back to back on the bucks over yep how about that all yep. right hey it almost worked out last <laughs> it should have worked out it should have all right he's on the falcons now so that's going to be all three of us okay uh guys uh we've got our next game up here is the indianapolis colts taking on the jacksonville jaguars and uh the Jags are three-and-a-half-point dogs here at home, and the over-under is 43. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts here? This is a, uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. Uh, it's going to be two teams that don't really matter much. I think the Colts, they're the better team right now. Um, they've got the better coaching staff. I think they're going to be able to pull it off. Three-and-a-half seems maybe like a lot. I 
could see maybe closer to three for the Colts, but I think I'm going to side with the Colts, especially them coming off a big victory against the Panthers. Yeah, I, I, I actually love the Colts this week. Um, they ran all over Panthers last week, and you know the only team worse than the Panthers that's stopping the rush is the Jags. That's so, fair. Um, I, I, I think the Colts here have no problem running all over this Jags team and uh, should be able to cover that three and a half points pretty easily. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I like the Colts here. Um, probably not something I'm going to put money on, but uh, I, you know, it's just been a brutal season for them, up and down. They've had a lot of injuries uh, to their key playmakers, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Ty missed a big portion of the year. So did Marlon Mack, and uh, you know, he had MIA Andrew Luck here this year. Yeah, so Funchess, Ebron, yeah, they, they had all sorts of injuries. So um, you know, this team's probably better than what their record showed. Just a ton of injuries. I think. They're probably going to try to make a statement here on this final game of the year. Uh, Jags, another team that has just been real Jekyll and Hyde. Um, but, you know, they've been getting whooped when they've been getting, uh, even at home, you know, they've been getting whooped. So I'll go Colts here. I think they should be able to uh, cover the three and a half. All right, guys. Uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the uh, New York football giants in MetLife. And uh, the Giants are four and a half point dogs at home in this one. The over under is forty five and a half. So, uh, playoff scenario in the NFC East. Uh, I don't know that I touched on this at the beginning of the show, but if the Eagles win, they are in. If the Eagles lose, the Cowboys can get in with a win against the Redskins. Uh, with that being said, though, guys, uh, I expect the Eagles to win this game. I think they'll be fired up and and motivated to get the win. They know that they're. Uh, Oh, so close to uh, clinching a playoff berth. I expect that to kind of carry the motivation for the day. I know the Giants have been looking a lot better, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, but I just think um, Eagles are just going to come out with uh, an extra fire in their eyes for this one. So I'll go Eagles. Yeah, uh, i kind of liking the Giants with the points on this one. Um, being at home, their, their offense looking a little better. Uh, there's a whole... This NFC East, I honestly, these four teams at this point in time, they've all been playing pretty closely to each other. Yeah. And so I think the Giants are going to keep this one close. I think they've got a shot to pull off the upset and help out the Cowboys, but I'm not banking on it. I, I think the Eagles might have enough to be able to pull out a field goal victory here, but I, I like the Giants' side on this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I actually like the Giants' money line outright on this one. Um you know they're the home team. I also think at this point in time they they might be the more talented team. Um, Eagles dealing with all sorts of injuries. Uh, Giants on the other hand, you know they they're finally starting to get healthy on the offensive side. Saquon had a breakout game last week. Um, you know he's been battling injury all year. Um, hopefully he's going to be fine and healthy going into next year. But I, I like the Giants. Um, you know Danny Dimes got to hold on to the football, but you know I I think. I think they have enough off on the offensive side to get it done here and, uh, you know, spoil the Eagles season or at least try to. All righty. Uh, guys, with that, uh, let's go on to our next one. We're going out west, and it is the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are 7.5 points favorites at home, and the over-under in this one is 48. And, uh, guys, we're all in the Cardinals. Um, I'll start it off here with my opinion Cardinals have been playing pretty close, uh, especially in these division games. I know their last game against the Rams, they really laid an egg at home, but um, I, I see that as the outlier in this one. I, I just think uh, 
that team is full of a lot of guys uh, trying to put good film out there in their final week um, that are playing for roster spots. I expect them, you know, to come out motivated and uh, probably have a little bit of, uh, you know, revenge in their minds after that uh, whooping they took uh, a couple weeks ago to this very same Rams team. So uh, the eight and a half or the seven and a half uh, points that uh, you're getting there too, I think, is helpful. I don't know that the Cardinals will win this game, but I just expect it to be pretty close. Meanwhile, on the Rams side, they're kind of wrapping up a disappointing season. So, um, I don't know. I just I don't see the same motivation there on that side of the ball. So, I'll go Cardinals. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Rams, you know, they put up a really good fight last week against the 49ers. Came down no field goal. Um, you know, now they're officially eliminated after that loss. Uh, like you mentioned, could be in for a letdown game. Uh, Cardinals coming off a big win on the road against the Seahawks. Um, they're gonna they're looking to finish the year, you know, on a on a positive note, and you know, I I, I really like the Cardinals here. You know, they're gonna keep it within a touchdown. I, I feel pretty confident in that. And uh, yeah, for an interdivision game to get seven and a half, give me the Cardinals all day. We just saw Kenyon Drake. We we talked about Kenyon Drake earlier. How he's just been real hot right now, and I think he's gonna be able to continue it against this Rams team that you saw. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, give up a lot of yards on the ground to the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to be able to have that kind of success and at least try to keep it close here. Uh, this is going to be the Cardinals' last game of the season, so I think they're going to be fighting a little bit to try to keep the Rams in check. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, next game up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are two-point dogs at home as they are expected to sit everybody as they have that uh, number one seed in the AFC uh, in the AFC locked up. Over-under in this one, guys, is 38. Um, again, Steelers, if they win, they're in. Uh, so they've got a lot to play for. But uh, with that, yeah, he, all three of us are on Ravens' money line. So, Adam, I'm going to toss it to you first. Uh, break this one down. Uh, you know what, Ravens, the money line, that's going to be my lock for the week. It's a lock! No! Um, when I look at this game, you know, Ravens are sitting they're sitting their first-team starters. You know, I think their second-team offense is better than what the Steelers got on offense right now. Um, you know, given that they're the home team, these are two bitter, bitter rivals. I don't think the Ravens, the people that are playing, are going to let up one bit. Um, they're going to want to knock out the Steelers out of the playoffs, and that's what they have. Uh, they have an opportunity to do that. And I, I really think RG3 has a lot to, um, at stake in this game for him. You know, if he balls out, he puts up huge numbers like, you know, the second team offense did all preseason. They, they were killing people. I think he's got a lot of money to be make uh, this offseason in free agency. Um, so I, 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 for a team that's not playing their starters, I see a lot of motivation on the Ravens side. So that's why I'm locking up um, them money line here. Um, I feel really good about it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think the Ravens, even RG3, man, I, I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. I think he could be, I mean, I don't, I don't think he could be as good as how Lamar Jackson's been playing, no. Uh, but I think he could be very suitable, and, you know, he's the type of, he'll fit the role perfectly. He's that kind of running quarterback who could also throw. We haven't seen much of him lately, and, you know, he couldn't make it happen. I I'm really liking this uh, over-under at 38. I think that's kind of low for um, you maybe get the second 
tier defenders on the Ravens and RG three, I think leading that offense will be absolutely fine. Um, I think both sides are going to be able to put up points. So I like the over here and you know, again, Ravens, I think they're going to want to try to knock the Steelers out of playoff contention. So I, I like them to win this too. Yeah. Uh, I like the Ravens here and I like a money line. I'm with you guys there. I don't know about the over. Uh, I'm kind of worried about the Ravens, uh, offensive side of the ball against a very good Steelers defense. Uh, you know, let's not forget that that's the reason why they're even in a position to battle for a mm-hmm. playoff spot. That is a very good defensive unit. They're going to come out hungry. They're going to be looking to make some plays. Um, you know, jump routes because they know they need to score uh, really to help out their offense. So um, I still like the Ravens, though. I think um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance we're staring fourth down or fourth quarter and Trace McSorley might be in, uh, you know, trying to win this game and get us the money line win. Um, you know, that, that would be an interesting situation for us. But um, You might see him and RG3 in there a lot at the same time. Yeah, you think so? Uh, I think they might... They could try some interesting stuff here. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I really, I really think the Ravens are gonna be motivated to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. You yeah. know, you see that every now and then with these Week 17 games, uh, interdivision, bitter rivals. Um, you know, might not have much to play for, but That's in it. those locker rooms, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get these guys out that don't get much of a chance to play too. Like they're mm-hmm. fired up. This yep. is their Super Bowl for them too. I mean. Uh, we talked about it before. RG3 stands to make a lot of money uh, if he can put out some good film in this one. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, I'm on the Ravens. Um, I just I don't have much confidence in the Steelers to move the ball offensively. Uh, I I probably lean under if I lean anything in this game. So uh, one of us between me and Robbie will be right. But, uh, yeah, Ravens should be able to cover the two. Okay, guys, next up it is the uh, – Tennessee Titans heading to Houston to take on the Texans, and the Texans are three and a half point dogs at home here. And the over under is forty five. So the Titans, uh, if they win and the Steelers lose, they are in. Uh, so they still got a lot to play for. Um, the Texans, not so much. Uh, we expect to see a lot of the backups in for them as they are pretty much locked into their seating. Uh, they are going to be the four seed, and they are going to be taken out of the Bills. So we can look uh, ahead to that matchup. Um, with that being said, guys, I'm on the Titans. Um, I expect them to be motivated in this one. Um, Tannehill has been playing great, uh, he, and I, I think he'll be able to keep it going. This uh, Texans defense has been um, a little bit vulnerable, uh, and they did just see each other a couple weeks ago, and Tannehill was able to move the ball effectively uh, in that week. So I, I expect a similar story here. Uh, except, you know, you're going to have a lot of backups in there. So, uh, you know, I think uh, this is a line. I'm surprised it's even as close as it is. Uh, I just think the Titans uh, will come out hungry for this one, and uh, they'll they'll win pretty big. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, going into today, I didn't know that the, that first round was already locked between the Bills and the Texans, that matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I, I flipped to the Titans. Um you know, te- Texans this week, they probably didn't watch any film on the Titans. They were probably still uh, working game film from the Bills, knowing that that's going to be their opponent next week. Um, Titans, like you mentioned, still have a ton to play for. Um, you know, they can even get in if they lose. Um, I I just, yeah, give me the Titans. I uh, might see a little letdown from the Texans. I, this is another one that's really hard. It's going to be hard to tell what's going to go on this game. 
Yeah, I agree with you guys in the fact that it's going to be a tough one to kind of see what happens. But uh, Bill O'Brien says he's not going to rest the starters. Um, he he. So if if they do play out, I I would expect the Texans to try to keep the Titans out of the playoffs here. Um, I I think this is going to be a close game. I'm not sure if the Texans would win it. I'm not sure if what exactly is going to happen. But I, I'd like to think it's going to stay close between these teams. Um, there's a lot of implications on the line, uh, mostly on the Titans side. And if the Texans could keep them out, I, th- I think they'd do that. All righty. Uh, next game up, guys. It is the uh, Raiders, and they head out to uh, Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos are three and a half point favorites in this one, and the over under is forty one. Um, Robbie, where you at? Yeah, I'm really liking the Broncos on this one. Drew Lock is three and one as a starter in the last couple games, and he's been looking fine except for that one weird snow game in Kansas City. And not only that, um, the Raiders have been so disappointing in these Week Seventeen games they've just seemed to always get blown out um you've seen them since the they started doing the divisional matchups in uh, 2010 they've only won one that was the in 2010 somehow against kansas city um but besides that they've lost every single one and every one by double digits too except for two in 2015 they only lost by six in 2012 they lost by three now you might be thinking like yeah you know there's actual implications on the line but they had implications on the line in 2011 they could have made the playoffs if they won and they ended up losing at home to the chargers by 12 and you know what i I think this broncos team is too good for this raiders team i i don't think this raiders team is going to be able to pull out the victory here so i'm going to say broncos minus three and a half is my lock it's a lock no i i tend to agree with you there um Raiders, God, I, I don't know what to think of this team. Uh, playoff hopeful collapse, and, and there's an outside chance they still make the playoffs this week, oh, which is ridiculous. But Broncos are a team, you know, they've looked good all year despite their 6-9 and nine record. Um, a lot of tough losses, close losses early on in the year, and they battle back, and, you know, under Drew Locke, they've looked like a different team. Um, I do think they're the better team here. Um, minus 3.5 at home. I, th- I think to get the job done covered. Yeah, guys, I- I'm with you here. Um, I-, I think you guys really hit it on the head. Uh, I think the Broncos are just a much better team than their record states. Uh, as they are trending uh, upward here with Drew Locke, and-, and he you know, is really kind of gaining some confidence. Um, the Raiders, uh, I know, uh, you know they got fortunate last week, but... Um, I don't know. I I just they they seem like a team on the decline. I have no faith in Derek Carr. Um, <laughs> we already saw what he looked like in a must-win game against the Chiefs earlier this season, and he completely laid an egg. And um, I, I don't really foresee anything different here um, against the Broncos this week. I have no faith in him. I don't have any faith in that Raiders defense. Um, I'm going Broncos here. I completely agree with you guys. Okay, guys, next game up here, it is the NFC East uh, again. So we have the Washington Redskins heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are 10.5-point favorites at home in this one, and the over-under is 44.5. Guys, I'm on the Redskins here. 
Uh, Robbie, you touched on this earlier. These uh, division games have just been really close lately. Uh, all four of these teams in the NFC East are playing each other very close. And I expect the Redskins to uh, hang around in this one versus the Cowboys. I think ultimately the Cowboys should be able to win this game, but it'll be tight, uh, especially with Dak not 100%. We saw what that looked like with him last week. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys will be able to lean on the run game enough to sneak out a victory here, but it should be really damn close. Um, I think 10.5 is a sin, honestly. Uh, you know, the Redskins will make this a closer game than that. So uh, I like the Redskins. Yep, completely agree for pretty much all those same reasons. Uh, I mean, unless the Cowboys uh, do another get the ground game going like they did against the Rams, which I don't really see happening. Uh, I, I could see the Redskins. They've been playing well lately. They, I think they get the job done with 10.5. Yeah, I mean, Redskins have played pretty good football in the last five weeks under Bill Callahan, and for this line to be 10.5, I think is a like Evan said, is pretty, pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, you know, Case Keenum, he, that's a guy that also has something to play for. You know, he's, he's looking for his next contract, and he looked pretty good last week filling in for, um, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Redskins are going to make this a close game. I could even see them winning this game if Dak's not 100% healthy. They got the weapons. Uh, their defense is looking really good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see at this point in time. I don't think these two teams are all that different in terms of, you know, how good they are, actually are. And Cowboys, who knows what they're they. Jason Garrett's probably on his way out, regardless of the outcome in this game. Um, yeah, give me give me the Redskins with ten and a half points. They're going to keep this close. All right, guys. Uh, it is uh, undoubtedly the game of the week. Um, NFC West showdown here for the number one seed uh, in a first round bye. The loser is the five seed, and they will be taking on the NFC East champion. Uh, so, guys, with that said, it is the 49ers and Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are three-point dogs at home in this one. Uh, the over-under is 47. Um, so, I'm on the 49ers in this one, actually, guys. I think uh, you know neither of these teams have looked great in their last few weeks, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Both have been far more porous. Um, both teams dealing with some injuries. Um, I just think the 49ers uh, should be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively in this one. Um, and I think they'll be the more physical team out there in this game. Uh, and I think in such a tight game, in this magnitude, in a game that means so much, I think the more physical team uh, will matter. Uh, I know the Seahawks are at home, and, and I know that that's a, uh, uh, an advantage for them, and, and it's a great home field advantage that they carry, but uh, 49ers are going to come out hungry. I expect them to establish the run early in this one and uh, you know utilize play action off of that. And you know this 49ers defensive line is stout, and their run fits are great. Uh, and uh, with that said, you know 49er, or the Seahawks are bringing in guys off the street to play running back this week. Um, so I don't expect them to be able to run the ball well at all. Tyler Lockett has been MIA the last few weeks. Um, you know, they seem to be searching at the wrong time right now for an answer on offense. So I like the Niners here. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you here on this one. Um, I like the Seahawks outright um, at home. This, this, is, this is a playoff game for both these teams. Whoever wins is going to have a bye. Um, at the least, they could end up with a home field advantage throughout. 
no one's going to want to play next week. Uh, yeah, give me the Seahawks. Uh, that place is going to be absolutely rocking. Um, you said in, they're bringing in guys off the street for running back. Well, that guy's a Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, when he's played the last couple of years, he's looked really good in his first couple outings and then, you know, falling off with injuries, pulled muscles and stuff. But I would expect him to look really good coming off the street fresh. Um, I expect him to have an impact, and I think he's going to have a pretty good game. And I think, you know, Seahawks are going to ride him. Uh, he's he's going to be fresh. And, you know, we're going to see uh, see what the, their offense is going to look like heading into the playoffs. But I, I expect the Seahawks to come out and win this game. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, I think the Seahawks at home, it kind of tilts the – Tilts it for me, uh, I, especially with Marshawn coming back for kind of a reunion, if you will. Um, he's he's just making his, his comeback off. I I think this is he's gonna feast in this environment here. A big Sunday night game. I mean, he's seen it before. He's he's gonna run wild. I think. Um, yeah, I I I will say the Forty ers defense is getting a little more healthy than they have been the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, but I think when it's all said and done, I'm g- going to lean with the side of guy who's in the MVP race in R- Russell Wilson. I mean, he's had a great year and he's been Absolutely. leading this team to just a bunch of wins just, just by himself. I, I think the Seahawks pulled this off. All right, guys. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I disagree with you, but uh, definitely a game I'm really looking forward to watch. I'm, I'm going to make a point to uh, cancel all appointments for that one. That's uh, one I'm going to be booked in front of the TV for. Um, with that, guys, um, we are not going to do our consensus picks this week. Uh, we do want to let you know that last week we did hit it. Um, and so what we were up 200 last week, so that was great. We're up 335 overall on the year. Oh, yeah, uh, good with, year. Really with good this year. week, though, with it being, um, you know, so unpredictable with so many teams being out, you know, we just decided we're going to take this one off and we're going to gear up. We're going to do something a little bit more special, uh, next week, uh, as we get into the playoffs. It'll kind of be more of a, a different format, uh, between the three of us, uh, going into the playoffs here that'll, you know, kind of shake things up and keep it interesting. So more to come on that in next week's pod. But uh, guys, with that, I think we're ready to head out. But uh, good luck to everybody in week 17. Remember, don't be betting on those games that have absolutely nothing on the line. Uh, Keep it to the stuff where you you can predict who's going to be out there. But until next week, take care and good luck. Happy holidays. Good luck in the 2020.